Hello and welcome to McLeod Insights, where we feature conversations with longtime industry veterans who are now team members here at McLeod Software. Our goal with this podcast is to support and empower our customers by helping them learn about proven ideas and best practices that will help have a positive impact on how they run their companies. In today's episode, our focus is going to be on drivers, driver retention, and kept promise indicators. Today, we'll be talking with Barry Brookins, who is currently managing our data science group. Hello, Barry. Hey, good morning, Robert. How are you? Doing well. Barry, if you can, tell us a little bit about the role that you have now and maybe a bit about how you got started in the industry. Uh, sure, I'll uh, I'll answer the, the the last part first. Um, back in the late '90s, I worked as a traffic manager for a company that made mailboxes and street signs. Uh, and then I hopped into the the other side and went to work with Conway uh, LTL. Uh, started as a doc supervisor and worked my way up through account manager to eventually service center manager. Um, after I left Conway, I worked with a couple of uh, flatbed uh, companies here in Alabama. Uh, with a brief stint as an independent driver recruiter in between. Uh, so pretty much done everything in the transportation industry from dispatch to recruiting to vice president of operations. Um, and just don't put a wrench in my hand. <laughs> I'm not very good at the maintenance part. Uh, and I've been in McLeod now, gosh, uh, six and a half years. Uh, and my current role is the uh, director of data science. And our department uh, looks for ways to apply artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, to our products to help our customers uh, gain uh, deeper insights on industry trends, ways to improve their business, um, getting a, a more um, usable and, and uh, applicable numbers uh, to, to help plug into decisions they make in everyday business. Okay. Now, Barry, you said this to me a few weeks ago that KPIs – uh, most everybody thinks of uh, key performance indicators, but you you called it keep kept promise indicators. What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you know something I started uh, using a, a little while back. That um, you know instead of just uh, a number that that measures how your business is doing, uh, maybe it's you know uh, a revenue per day or um, your your margins or, or something like that. Uh, when it comes to driver recruiting and driver retention, especially those uh, KPIs, that, that number that you want to measure is how well you're keeping your promises to your drivers. And, and are you going to do what you say you're going to do? And, you know, uh, is, is it applying uh, that if you're keeping those promises, that can help uh, keep those good drivers stay and, um, and make it easier to recruit uh, more drivers as well. You know, that's always a big topic. Owners and and driver managers are always concerned about driver retention and tools that measure their their drivers. Um, they measure them to against other trucking companies and overall industry averages. I know that companies have developed predictive tools to help indicate what drivers are likely unhappy or may leave for different factors. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I know we've all been through a hundred sessions of Hey, how do we keep and retain our drivers? And this is a, you know, uh, my, my thought on is not just pay them more or give them new tractors to drive or, or all those things, which are all important. You can all help you, you, you retain your, your drivers. But to me, uh, the, the real key to retaining your drivers is 
is doing what you say you're going to do. Uh, when I was a driver recruiter, I would ask a, a, a potential candidate, hey, why are you leaving your job or why did you leave your last job? And almost always, sooner or later, it would come up. They would say, well, they lied to me. Um, they didn't do what they said they were going to do. And um, I've, I've, I always thought that was pretty important of, of being able to keep your promises to your drivers. Uh, one, one company that I worked for, we did personality tests for drivers, and we found that most drivers, even though they spend a lot of time alone, are, are actually very good at getting along with people, and they scored high on the, you know, those type of metrics. But they also have a very high sense of conformity. You know, if you think about it, Robert, drivers have a lot of rules that they have to follow. You know, there's logbooks, there's policies, there's traffic rules, things like that. So they 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 tend to you know um, adapt to that and and. When those rules are understood, you know, they're, they're great at it. But if you break those rules, you break those promises, even if you didn't do it, but they think you did, that's when drivers can, um, you know, make decisions to, to leave your company and, and start to look for, uh, for other places to work because, you know, to them, um, you know, their rules are important to them and broke the rules. So, um, they, they don't take too kindly to that. Yeah, I would agree. I, uh, you mentioned that a few weeks ago when we talked, and I, I'd spent a lot of time as a dispatcher, and I, I never really realized that uh, drivers have rules and regulations that they have to adhere by on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. And when we internally break one of our rules just to fit our needs, drivers have a hard time understanding that. So I get that. Uh, you, you mentioned some... Um, driver retention analysis tools. Well, are there some good ones out there that we could use? Yeah, for sure. Um, Omnitrax and, and companies like uh, Staymetrics, and uh, there's there's several others that are really good tools that can help predict driver behavior, you know, based on, for instance, uh, if they're going to have an accident based on things like car braking or excessive speeding and, and, and those sorts of things, which um, are really good uh, for looking for drivers that may exhibit those kind of behaviors to predict if they're going to, you know, do something like that in the future or even in, in the present looking at, um, you know, revenue per mile and, and things like that. But w- what I like to come at it with is, is how are you measuring um, up against those, maybe some of those intangibles that are, that are hard to measure. Like, you know, if you're offering a, a, uh, a good driver friendly atmosphere or, you know, a family type company or, you know, things like that uh, along with the other metrics to, to use that. And so I always like to say that the question isn't, is the glass half empty or half full? It's, are you using the right size glass? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so with or without those tools, what's a good way a company could go about measuring these items? Sure. Um, some things are, are pretty easy to measure. And, and really now, just keep in mind, Robert, what you're measuring is what you're, how well you're promising. So if you're, if you're promising drivers and your recruiters are promising drivers, hey, you'll do this many miles per week or make this much money, um, those are things that should be pretty easy to measure. Um, you can measure those you know, on a day-to-day basis to see how you're keeping to those parts. But other things that may be attractive and features of why a driver might choose your company over another one uh, can be a little bit harder. So, you know, family atmosphere. Uh, I see a lot of companies that, that advertise that, and some a lot of companies do. They have that, and they they're really are driver-friendly. But 
how can you measure that? So looking at things like how often do you contract you know, contact your drivers? Uh, do you do you have events? That, uh, do you do they participate in those events? Do you answer their phone calls? You know, measuring how many calls that go unanswered, or um, you know, you have to call or messages that drivers have to leave because they can't get in touch with their dispatcher or maybe somebody in payroll. Um, you know, being able to to do those things can help tell if you really do have a family atmosphere and if you're really delivering on those promises, you know, recognizing drivers for their accomplishments, uh, giving them, um, you know, company t-shirts and hats, you know, the, you know, if they show pride in who they work for and, and just, you know, taking all those things to account. And then of course, home time, um, that's a big one that I see. And what I've learned over the years is it's not necessarily the amount of home time. It's the consistency that you deliver it on as a company. So if you, Promise home every other week. Um, that's what the driver signs up for, and that's what they expect. You know, it's not, hey, you're out two weeks, and then in a week, and out three weeks, and in two weeks. It's just the consistency of it. It goes back to doing what you say you're going to do. If if they know they're going to be home every other Friday, they can plan on things on that Friday. But when you start swapping it up and changing the rules on them, uh, that's when drivers um, – take uh, offense to it and start to look for other places to work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, most drivers have a lot of time on their hands to think about things. I know we talked before about, um, you know, when I was dispatching, one of the main things you had to remember is that the most important things you say to a driver is the very last thing and the very first thing, because they have a lot of time to think about those words um, that you leave them with when they're walking out of the door or the, the last phone call. So I think you have an opportunity to leave either a, a positive impact or a negative impact on that driver. And uh, that could be one of the focus items is um, who are your planners, who are your dispatchers that are talking to the drivers? That could be a, a factor as well with their home time. Uh, in the past, uh, in your current experience listening to customers, what have you learned um, in your experience, what's the main reason that drivers will quit a company? I, and I say a company because I don't think most drivers will quit a job. They end up quitting a company. So in your experience, what's, uh, what's been your main reason? Yeah, you're, you're right, Robert. They, most drivers, they don't quit driving altogether. They just quit driving for you. Uh, so it's, it's something that your company um, was, was offering, um, that they signed up for in most cases that they're not getting or they don't think they're getting. Maybe you're delivering it, but you're not doing a, a good job of, of showing them that. So uh, I know some companies and I, when I've heard about these, I thought it was a great idea that when the driver comes in for orientation, uh, either, either formally by filling out a form or, or informally, uh, they'll say, hey, this is what I'm expecting to make. How often I'm expected to be home. You know, this is why I sign on with you guys. So you have a chance right there to make sure what you're selling, uh, is, is what they're, what they're buying there and that your expectations are in line. And once that's, uh, that's out of the way and that's everybody squared up, then it becomes up to, to your operations folks, your payroll, your billing, really everybody in your company to make sure you're making good on those things. And when you don't do those, again, that's why sooner or later, um, especially the voluntary turnover, that's why those drivers tend to go elsewhere. Okay. Barry, say I have 100 drivers. Um, what's the best way to survey all my drivers? 
Yeah, uh, the the best way to me is, is anytime you can get some personal contact. Uh, in person's great uh, if they if they're able to come through the terminal on a regular basis, uh, or or phone is good as well. I know some companies use third party um, resources to survey drivers, and which you know that that can um, lead drivers to be a little more open, but. Honestly, Robert, in, in my experience, truck drivers, uh, they don't really have a hard time telling you what they think. Uh, so they're not <laughs> going to hold back, uh, on that. So it's, it's really as much surveying them and, and making it something consistent. It gives them a chance to give feedback, but it's also what are you surveying them on? What are those questions and, and are they lining up with going back to what you're selling them and recruiting and, and what you're delivering as a company? and those promises that you're keeping. And when you get those surveys in, you know, when you're evaluating those um, along with, you know, some of your other, your kept, your other kept promise indicators, you know, are, are there patterns in there? Is there some consistency? Um, I like to say once is an accident, twice is a coincidence, and the third time is a pattern. So look at those patterns and, and, and see if there's there's something that hey I'm I'm sensing a theme here you know everybody's saying the same thing or or is it really hey there's no consistency here this is only popping up here and there maybe it's something else okay how often do you think a company should be measuring or or tracking these indicators as as often as you can uh, it's it's important to catch these things early so if uh, you know, there's, you know, Loadmaster's got a great report that I used to always use as a customer called, uh, drivers with low miles. And, uh, you can, don't run, don't wait till Friday to run the drivers with low miles. It's too late. You can't do anything about that then. But if you run that report on maybe Monday or Tuesday, you can see drivers who are heading towards, you know, not having a very good week, which would make your promise not being kept of a certain amount of miles or, or revenue or in their base pay, uh, form. So you can see these things start to trend. So be proactive when when you're taking these these KPIs and, and other metrics and you you combine them into a score. You know, realizing that hey, you know, this doesn't matter what the number comes up to be, but when you're breaking them into categories, that hey, you know, these these folks are doing good, um, these folks are in the yellow, and these these folks are being red. And you may have a driver that's doing really good, but you see them start to slip every week. Um, you know, every month there's a trend, catch them early. Maybe something's going on at home. Um, maybe it's just had a, a few, few bad, a little some bad luck or, or weather, or maybe it's got a new dispatcher, whatever the case is. But look for those guys that are, they're going down and look for the ones that are going up too. See what they're doing right. See what's changed and, and try to copy that, uh, over the rest of your drivers. Do you think some of the, the drivers who leave good companies, um, and they're good drivers. Do you think some of that's preventable? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, almost 100% of it's preventable. Um, I had a driver that uh, we started bonusing on um, fuel mileage, um, and he would call me, man, like every other day. Barry, Barry, how am I doing this week? Said I've been trying to progress a shift and not idling, and he's like, hey, you're 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 doing two tenths of a mile better, and you know, he'd get all excited and uh, he'd get the bonus and. He, but as, as much contact as I had, and as, he was a good driver. He wasn't a great driver. He, he, he had some, you know, a few things here and there to claim every now and then and some stuff, but he was a good, solid driver. Somebody who wanted to keep and somebody who was engaged and, 
and wanted to to see how he was doing, but he ended up leaving for another company where he thought he was made would be making more money than he is. And um, looking back, when I had a chance to run some of his numbers, uh, he was doing better than what the new company was promising, but I just didn't never got around to showing him those types of things and letting him know that hey, we're 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 keeping our promises to you. Um, but since he didn't know it. It, it really didn't matter. Uh, so I ended up leaving anyway, even though we were doing what we say we were going to do. I just never got around to showing it to him. So if you are measuring the drivers in certain ways, though, you're saying it's important to to convey that back to the driver, let them know that you are keeping the promises that you, you, you made when you hired them. Definitely. Okay. Um, I know there are certain times, certain loads, uh, things change in a company. When's it? When is it okay to break promises, and how do you handle that? Yeah, that's that's a great question, and you know, uh, Robert, I think that's something that you you have to do everything in your power, even even if it hurts sometimes on the bottom line to to keep that promise. I mean, if you have a guy that that got empty on a Friday and you promised him home every weekend, and you just may not have a load that can think can get through the house, bring that guy home. Um, that, that what you pay in that deadhead or that missing revenue, um, that's that's not anywhere near what the cost of hiring a new driver would be or having that truck sit empty if you left. Even if you said, hey, it's okay, Robert, I'll, I'll stay out this weekend. You know, if you promise bring him home, bring him home. So I would do everything in your power. Even if the driver says it's okay, it, it may really not be okay. And you never know if, if this is your last chance with a driver. It may be the first time you've ever broken a promise to him, or you may have done it 10 times. Um, but every every time could be the last time that he's going to give you of, of keeping your word. So you know, do what you can to, to make good on those, uh, especially if it's a, a priority in, in the cornerstone of your company. Yeah, I think that that fact goes all the way from the the dispatcher up through management. Uh, everybody needs to be aware of those promises made to each driver, and, and maybe you need to be consistently uh, the same with all your promises. What do you do if you find out you're promising something that you can't consistently deliver? Yeah, that's uh, that can happen sometimes. So you know, that's that's maybe time to reevaluate what you're offering or. You know, are you are you sugarcoating it um, in in recruiting? Are you are you saying we'll get you home uh, every week when you, when you really can't? You know, is your freight something that you know it requires folks to be out uh, a couple weeks at a time? And if it is, that's okay. Just just be upfront about it. Again, there's drivers out there that want to do that and will be more than happy with with doing things like that, especially if the the compensation they feel like they're uh, the reward for it's there, but. Um, be honest about it. There's there's drivers that want to drive for lots of different companies and lots of different models, um, but but you just got to make sure you're consistent with what you're offering versus what you're doing. You know, uh, one one thing I see all the time is is uh, is up to uh, certain cents per mile and up to you know this much per week. Uh, don't don't take the highest and best driver and the, the best case scenarios of of getting those up to. Um, make sure what you're offering is something that you can keep that promise to all of your drivers, not just the the best ones, um, but all the drivers that are available and, and you know are are willing to 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 do their part. Um, that you can do your part, 
I love the, the Zig Ziglar quote, I get what I want by giving others what they want. <laughs> so make sure you can give them what they want and then you'll get what you want too. Yeah, that that is really good. Um, so how what's the best way, in your opinion, that you can show drivers that, hey, I'm doing what I said I was going to do? Yeah, no, nothing uh, beats sitting down with a driver uh, in person if you can, uh, talking to them. Put it in a visual way, if at all possible. Um, you know, don't don't throw a bunch of fancy pie charts and graphs on them, but just something that you know they can understand um, in a numbers way. Um, hey, this is this is what we're doing. This is where you're at. Um, you're doing you know add or better than than what we were going to do. Uh, I've been promised yet. Yeah. One thing that uh, we paid our drivers on percentage, and I would always get this, Robert, if they would. Hey man, I'm thinking about leaving. This company's offering me, you know, this this number of uh, cents per mile. And when we look at it on the percentage, it's like, man, you, you're actually doing ten cents per mile better than that than what they're offering. So make sure you try to get everything to to apples to apples and consistent across there. That goes for recruiting too. You know, don't 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 uh, put those those uh, vague numbers and things like that in there. Give them, give them the real number, and then you know how to measure up against that number. Yeah, that's really good information. So we, you know, companies don't want to be their own worst enemy when it comes to uh, keeping drivers. Right. Hey, Barry, thanks for joining us today and uh, sharing your insights. And, uh, and we thank our audience for listening. Today, you're listening to McLeod Insights.